A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I have to stop using my husband's deodorant. No. Oh, God. What kind is it? I don't know. I just pick up whatever when I run out. And today I was in my yoga class and I was like, this guy next to me stinks. Like I can smell his male deodorant and he smells so bad. And uh, the call was coming from inside the house, (laughs) y'all. It was me and it was my husband's. I feel like men's deodorant. It's like, like, is there a difference between antiperspirant and deodorant? Like, it doesn't work. It just like makes you smell more. Like, Like, it smells like the deodorant, but it like doesn't cover anything up, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have tried to use Steve's when I've run out and it does not work for me. And I don't know if it's like, but I'm uh, like, is it working for him? 
I mean, I'm it like, must. I don't understand. Well, that's what I wonder if it's like a the body must adapt chemical thing, too. or if you just know which one you're using. And maybe I also think sometimes with smell stuff, though, you are like, you just notice the new thing or like the thing that it's trying to mask or whatever instead of like you're used to smelling your smell with your deodorant and so that doesn't stand out to you but now you're smelling this new one well I'm Mm -hmm. thinking it's I like his smell and so when he wears the deodorant with it it like to Mm -hmm. me that's like a pheromone thing where I'm like I enjoy it on him but then when Mm -hmm. I have it on me I'm like oh this is absolutely vile yeah no. But there also is an- antiperspirant and deodorant, I think, are different. different. Right? And there are ones that have both of them. But I know when you only get, like, deodorant that's not antiperspirant, it's just the smell, none of the right. with sweat. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I can't I can't use any of Pablo's products because he also just goes for the cheapest Axe body sprayist. It's a, it's a, this is a huge, this has been a, and it's truly fighting over nothing. It's the tackiest fight one can have. Cause I'm like, why do you pick soft soap brand soap? Can we pick something that's a little more aesthetically pleasing or transfer this into a different pot? I'm very about like, I want it in a different vessel then. And he's like, well, who cares? The same, this was like really groundbreaking when I was like, you could put Q-tips in a thing that holds it's them. Our, it doesn't have to be in mm-hmm. the box. Yeah. Getting things out of the original packaging is my i guess what i've been sent here to do on this on this in this earthly lifetime but yeah all of his are just too broy. like i just can it's just too smell and i'm also been a diehard loyalist to my dove cucumber i think i i think it's probably the only product i haven't moved away from since like high school like i've been using that is the deodorant of my lifetime and even when there was like the this might kill you <laughs> like or this might give you breast cancer scares which did julie did we just talk about this that that news is fake was it you that i was talking to you about no aluminum do press and the antiperspirant like this mo- this will get you yeah is like actually nah i feel like that's about everything it's like don't do this and it's like actually we found out it's fine or you know up- mm-hmm. update me when the reports come in but i've never used his diode but also again all of his stuff is truly the cheapest possible there's no thought to it besides the this is the first thing I saw at Target checkout or I don't know, maybe if it smelled better, but I use a unisex deodorant um, or I guess it's antiperspirant Mm -hmm. and it's not, there's a light scent, but it's not really scented. It's a gel. And I also have one that I use that's a natural deodorant that I use. Like if I'm not doing anything too crazy, Mm -hmm. um, and Scott used mine, and that's why I can't find mine. So I've been using his. So I there's think I really a, just there's been a really lower swap. Yeah, I really just have to, um, you know, be be honest with myself that it's gone and get another one. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's, it's expensive. Like yeah. I do think deodorant, and I guess I use antiperspirant now that I'm looking at. I'm using an antiperspirant deodorant. Mm-hmm. I feel like women's is always the one. Like, like you're not finding it. I don't know. You have to go out of your way to get mm-hmm. one that's not antiperspirant too. Mm-hmm. But maybe well, they tell us up. like that we're disgusting animals that smell yeah. and you know all yeah. that stuff. Like I think yeah. Steph Tolov has a really funny joke where she's like, "Yeah, they, you guys think like 
women's vaginas smell like your dick reeks yeah (laughs) like she goes off about it but it's like you know steph is you know she's she goes hard at it yeah but it's really funny and it's like so true because they do just tell us like you guys smell gross and it's like oh yeah we're the only ones (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i think being like being aware of what you smell like as a woman is very in like what you're saying it's very ingrained early i feel like the biggest fear in earth and like a junior high area is being like you smell like fucking tuna like you smell yeah, like yeah. It. like and it's just like what like how do you even know like why are you even in there <laughs> or, or, or what <laughs> or what have you but yeah i don't know if anyone is a doctor and wants to let me know about the antiperspirant thing i've heard mixed reports i've heard it flip-flop so i'm just really banking on it not giving me breast cancer has been i i mean i feel like there are certain maybe we don't need to be using it all the time but i'm Mm -hmm. a big proponent of like let's use it you know Mm -hmm. if we're gonna be Mm -hmm. in a sweaty room with a lot of people let's not like inflict our own you know (laughs) our own our own presence on others um actually one of the yoga studios i go to has like a list of rules and that's one of them it's like don't come in here like unshowered or after like a run. This is a shared space and like yeah, we deserve to of smell you at your best. Yeah. Don't fucking stink, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come in. D- don't be a filthy barnyard animal. Speaking of Taurus season. <laughs> Speaking of just laying in your own filth or being being at your or smelling your, well, like no, a fresh is very, spring flower. Which signs are the stinkiest? That's actually a good. I don't think of Taurus as a stinky sign at all. And they should be, but they're not. I don't think so either. I'm trying to think of who actually, I know. Every stinker smells. I know is an, Aries, is an Aries, but they usually are pioneers <laughs> of the natural deodorant. Like I, they go for the, oh, actually, if you muscle through 20 days of not using it, then your body resets and you don't smell anymore. I'm like, I Again, don't think that is true. Is that true, or have you just gotten used to the smell mm-hmm. after twenty days? That's look, the... I can I enjoy again if it's consensual, a good other person's body bo for sure. BO, Absolutely. Oh, I love stuff. I love stink. I mean, not even in a horny way. Like I love the way my dog stinks in a very <laughs> like a very sweet way, where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you little stink. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's your specific people- stink. Yeah. People like their mm-hmm. dog's paw smell like it's gross, but it's like, that's your little baby, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the stinkiest? I don't Who's know. Who's the stinkiest of them all? God. And I, after I, was after, after I just something. declared Aries, every other sign's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Is it? I know they're like, Will don't say your sign. I I can't say the controversial one because I don't I I can only think of one person I know who stinks and I don't want to like out them right now. It'll be too too obvious. It's all too. It's all. I don't know. Yeah, I just said someone extremely specific. So that's I'm I'm just banking on not listening. All right, I'll tell Scott. Jeez, stinky, (laughs) stinky conceptually makes me think of Aquarius, fixed air, and that kind of like fixed air that kind Mm -hmm. of like not getting the movement the flow but that is only i'm not saying this based on stinky aquarius that i know i don't mean that i'm this is more just that's like where my brain goes so my person's a leo so i'm curious now i'm wondering if there's something i think maybe aquarius is an outlier in this situation but 
thinking of fire signs and you know getting hot and sweating hot. sure yeah fixed, maybe fixed it's fire. not them you know maybe it's yeah. really more of the situational thing sure yeah i unfortunately had just more aries come to mind so I'm, i'll just i will <laughs> stick well, there fire, but it wasn't bad maybe... it wasn't like bad where they don't know it was like how oh, i like be natural i like be, sure. stink, yeah sure. this is how i smell and it's it was very proclaimed stinkdom yeah that sound that feels very aries to me mm-hmm. aries also feels like a sign that will hug you after the gym yeah i'm not sure. a part i'm not into that but you know it does feel like they would do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a wet hug is coming for you yeah yeah and they want the wet they want that wet right back right back at you <laughs> Oh, the stink. I mean, actually, I think this tourist season won't be that stinky because I think it's there's not going to not that there's not going to be much. There's a lot happening, but I think this might be the first kind of slower time we've had in a while. Like, I feel like March and April. I know we're still going to still have some Aprilness for tourist season like that whole like March is going to really pick up really did happen. Like it very much did happen astrologically. And I think there does seem to be a permission to slow down a little bit this Taurus season, which is like, duh, obvious that's Taurus qualities, but like, no, but literally reflected in the actual transits going down as well. Um, How was your last, how's been this, like, have you guys felt that speed up of time that a lot of people have been feeling in this like March, Marchy zone, March, April? For Aries season? Yeah, for like end of Pisces, Aries. I feel like March, I think the Saturn and Pisces March 7th date was the one that was always like hanging. And then like once Mars moved into Cancer, like there was just then all the switches happened, which I heard a lot of people say like, why is my social calendar all of a sudden filling up? And why like, oh, you know, maybe not so much work stuff because I think work as a large society is still very up in the air. Um, But yeah, just in terms of, I think people very literally springing back life or kind of coming out of the weeds mm-hmm. yeah i've definitely felt that um or definitely just like a ch- energetic shift i don't know if it's necessarily fully sprung <laughs> back to life but mm-hmm. um definitely definitely feeling the shift definitely feeling some momentum picking up um and and seeing that in others as well for sure Mm-hmm. and the time that it's like going quick yeah i mean as it always does i feel like that is like the thing but i think once we hit airy season it is like oh, okay yeah like we're moving along mm-hmm. yeah i feel like this whole year's felt pretty pressurized for me so it's hard for me to exactly say it's like from march and april i feel like and i definitely had some family stuff in february that kind of compacted my schedule and I'm still kind of playing catch up from some of those things. Um, and then I have some other stuff going on now that's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I'm living in two worlds a little bit and it's mm. it's a lot. So it's hard for me to like define where that started. Um, but I do I do with trepidation welcome um a little bit of more resting time uh i do have so many tourist friends and stuff so i feel like my social calendar still will be heavy despite the retrogrades and things to come mm-hmm. um yeah but hopefully um some of those transits will help me make time to 
read my new book or, you know, do things that feel a little bit more um, restful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel that with Taurus season because I also know so many Tauruses and it is like a, it's also when the sun is transiting my eighth house and I feel like I want to, it's always a time when I want to kind of like hide away and hole up and um go really slow, but it's, you can't, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and kind of that, how that colors Taurus season for me. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, but just in a like, oh no, no, it's also a time, at least here, Western hemisphere wise when it's, you know, spring and it's, it is beautiful outside and and a time to be like no let's like let's go and take advantage of this even though you might not necessarily want to internally it is still a time that's like nice to be out and about and enjoying spring mm-hmm. I mean this is very champagne problems but I, it's like I feel like March was the return of like let's do this happy hour this this and I'm like I almost want to be like we have uh, like this will like I it just feels like uh or at least for me like everyone got like let out of their cages and then wanted to do everything at once and now I'm having to like say no which is impossible for me and and to like set like some sort of pace and yeah I mean it is tour season is the best season so I get why it would be <laughs> very full as if you guys didn't know obviously me and Lisa are Tauruses so it is our time and yeah, it's it's Venus time. Like it's still, I think, a reminder of of feeling good and connecting with who, what, where you like. And um, yeah, I think this Mercury retrograde. I don't. I see. I'm seeing like this astrological year in these chapters, and I think right now this is like the sub chapter of slowdown before I think our next big one being Venus retrograde, which is going to be like I feel like back to these values and who we are and what we're doing, what we're saying. Um, kind of pinpoints of the year and of course we don't really know until we're doing it and we shall see but should we look at the first week yeah. of of our taurine season which starts with yeah. um starts on the know, heels of our our after, right after the eclipse our eclipse in aries um which is the first of this of this eclipse series that happens on the 19th a solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees and 50 minutes so not not far after that eclipse happens we get the sun moving into Taurus at 1 13 a.m at least here on the west coast on April 20th we love Ooh. we love that um and right away in the morning we get a square from the sun to Pluto as we mentioned in our Pluto and Aquarius episode at least for the beginning of of the year we're gonna get an aspect to Pluto uh, at the beginning of every season since it's that's your degrees of Aquarius. Um, and this ingress is no different. So we get that square sun to Pluto at zero degrees in 20 minutes of Taurus and Aquarius. Starting us oh. off right after the eclipse. I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. every ingress right now is going to make an aspect to yeah. Pluto. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if we really count, you know, the ones right next to it. But for the most part, um, the major aspects will be happening uh fixed signs and uh air signs will be trines and then mm-hmm. you guys know how the rest of it works right i think mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah yeah well it's our first it's like the first time taurus isn't getting affected by saturn and aquarius but 
just switch that out for Pluto and have what <laughs> and have your way with it and see what that feels. So this will, yeah, this will be the first time we're not feeling that Saturn lessony pressure, but then also a, a very new influence from Pluto. So um, we shall see. It's like it's like very bing bang boom of like rolling off the eclipse, moving into Taurus, then having a square from Pluto, and then the next day Mercury retrograde. So it does feel like a little like getting your bearings or something or um, knowing how something works or what have you. Uh, at least we'll have a nice Mercury retrograde birthday. So <laughs> yeah, Do we normally it's... have them in Taurus time. Probably. I feel like they're always like, like, is there so... a rhyme or reason of when the re Mercury retrogrades come in terms? I know they like, they move through the like, elements. elements and I know so we're all it... on earth this year. Yeah. It hasn't been in, in Taurus for a little bit but it'll happen close to usually the season of the sun because Mercury doesn't move that far so um if it happens in you know November it could be in Scorpio or Sag season I think right but um I think it'll be happening in December likely this year January mm -hmm. Maybe January 1st, I think there's one. So that'll be the Capricorn one. Anyway, um, it doesn't move too far from the sun. So I think they do somewhat match up with the seasons, but not always. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking as it like moves through, because like, will next year be fire? Like, it's like, it seems like they move in these like elemental shifts. I always wonder if that's the case typically. I think we'll have one in Virgo too. I think it hits, it's hitting like every earth sign this year. Mm -hmm. But yeah so starting out really with uh some chat like you know some like maybe things starting things ending but i think that this which we're gonna have mercury retrograde pretty much all of forest season too i mean it doesn't go direct until like Mar the seventh is it i thought it was the 14th or fifth like it's the 14th yeah it's the 14th that late yeah yeah, it's super late. It's like six oh, it's we'll five. The I was like, it's at yeah. five degrees is what I'm thinking of. Okay. So it's like pretty much all of Taurus season is going to have be colored with a Mercury retrograde. So I think it's always a good reminder, especially with Taurus, maybe if it's money things or job things or practical things, getting the house together, freshening up the resume, you know, turning back in. Um, it doesn't mean you can't do anything new, but of course, astrology just has been here to say like double triple check things or it could be a good time to go back to old contacts or um yeah just the retro the re is to return so where we can kind of um look back and go to i think the last um one we had it transited into capricorn a little bit and mm -hmm. we had kind of discussed this idea of I think it was a very rainy time here in LA and we were having a lot of like flooding happen and things happen and we were kind of discussing as a group the three of us that like it was putting those structures to the test in mm -hmm. in that way and so I think with it happening in earth signs and in those more practical tactile signs it is figuring out you know talking about you know finance or 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 relationships or those kind of tourist things it's not necessarily means that you know you're you look one day and your bank account's at zero or whatever it's just um you know issues logging in when you need to make a transfer or things like that where it's we're putting the system to the test we're seeing if this and i think you know with with the recent bailout of silicon valley bank i think that is one of the things we might 
look towards. I mean, I don't know if that means I don't mean to doom and gloom anything. I don't know if it means anything, but it, that's one of those things where it's like, well, you put this financial system to the test and we see what the results are of it. Mm-hmm. I think also thinking of that square to Pluto, you know, right before we station retrograde and uh, thinking of, I mean, just the larger conversation at hand of tech, tech issues and how that's having an effect on real money, resources, whatever, whatever that is. And then kind of, yeah, I also like this as like a, I don't know, thinking of that square to Pluto coming eclipse square to Pluto and then Mercury retrograde of going like, okay, how can we kind of like supplement and solidify what's going on, go back and do things. We've had a lot of shakeup. What, what maybe had we put by the wayside during this time because we were, we were going like, well, I can't believe this is happening or whatever, whatever. Not again, seem not to, not to doom and gloom and be like, oh, this is going to be so disorienting. But thinking of those things as being like, oh, whoa, that's a big, that's a big change now back to doing some of those day-to-day things and a kind of having that as like a, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Our, you know, we still have regular, you know, chores and food and, you know, we got to keep money in the bank. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, tiny aside, this Pluto and Aquarius we've been experiencing has been quite newsworthy. Maybe if it's not literally like this is what Pluto and Aquarius is doing, but at least in the United States, we've had a lot of major news going on in terms of Trump getting arrested and which is rocks and, um, you know, the Tennessee three and like, um, you know, still never-ending gun violence and it's like i think it just feels like and i feel like we've been saying this for a while but revolutions take time like it feels like the jig is up and it's just like a matter of time before then it's like but then how does this actually go down and how does this actually take place and i think maybe it is disrupting systems in ways that we haven't yet and i i don't know like again i don't i'm not a psychic i'm not saying that that's what will happen but that the collective energy, which Pluto, which not like Pluto is in Aquarius, which is about collective consciousness. Um, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore those things that are, you know, it's you're seeing like these really impressive, which I feel bad for high schoolers, you know, putting their fucking lives on the line because their lives are on the line. The mm-hmm. like what that's it's like a job. I guess it is like I think there is there's meat there in terms of like the job that we still have to do. And the week ends with Mercury sextiling Mars and cancer too. So I think that there is something like lovely about that. Like, you know, Mercury or Taurus and cancer are very loving signs at the end of the day and they do want to have connection. So I think that there's, um, I don't know. It it just makes you think of the phrases like we're more alike than we are different. And so hopefully this is a good time of recognizing where, we're all trying to just do life here. They're like, earth is like a group project. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be in communication about what's been frustrating and hard for us. Because I think, again, we do have more. Most people want generally the same things, even if you're totally different political ideologies. We actually do want mainly the same stuff. It's interesting, too, because we also have Venus at a midpoint at the, on that day as well. So I think it it just kind of speaks to this, like, um zeitgeist-esque feeling of like oh a global community like 
we've had this and it's happening you know the venus isn't really making aspects to them but it's just interesting to see that happening and and maybe it's that a uh, collective sigh of relief or you know collective like you're saying watching these kids or or any sort of news that is just these days it feels like oh my god this can't be happening everyone you talk to is like this can't be happening but yet mm-hmm. someone's still committing the crimes like you know what i mean so it's yeah like- there was like an interview with this guy who was the neighbor of one of the recent mass shooters which like you know which one it's like yeah there's too yeah, many pick, and pick you could one. tell from his like interview where they're like do you think that this would have happened or like was this surprising he's like it's impossible to say this is surprising anymore because yes how they were as a person of course i wouldn't think this because who could think anyone could do this but we don't know and also it doesn't matter how sound of mind you were or whatever like also tons of deaths happen from gun accidents as well. Like there's just too much death by guns. So it was, it was not to say that that's the, this, but I think, um, yeah, like I, I know what you want me to say. Like, I know that this like is like a perfect, like news story for you, but like who fucking cares anymore? If it's like, have we not mm-hmm. had enough of these, like the perfect crime or like this situation should have never happened. It's like, it's just not, unique and it's just annoying and repetitive and i don't know also like mercury on that day too with there with uranus you know uranus is still in the mix in taurus season we're not out of uranus influence in all of the taurus energy so and that day is the 24th in case we didn't say it oh yeah the 23rd uh i have Mm -hmm. okay it'll be both yeah i mean it might be a time change thing too so check your you know check your local ephemeri but yeah i think that there's a lot that first week of Taurus season feels very related to collective communication. And also it's a good reminder too, of like, it might not be the best time for a lot of conversations. Like I was talking with a friend about conversation I had had with another friend and I was looking at the calendar. I was like, maybe I'll wait even longer. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I will put that on ice because I just don't know how it will be received. And like, Look, and sometimes conversations have to happen when they have to happen, but I think it's always good to know we are going to be in the foggy lens of Mercury and on the low side, Taurus is kind of stubborn. It might not be able to fully hear everything that's being said. So there might be a need to really express with Taurus being very throat ruled and vocal, but then also like, you know, (laughs) not always, not always the greatest time with, with Mercury retrograde. So but that's going to be basically the whole tour season with Mercury retrograde until May 14th. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, that, we'll still be in the shadow. So it's, yeah, you know, exactly. The whole Taurus time is colored with a, a communication, uh little speed bump, which I think could be good. Like it could be a good thing to have too. Like Taurus does want to stop and smell the flowers and reflect and move slowly and move um, intentionally. So feels like make sure we're doing getting it right not missing anything Mm -hmm. and so we're not going to have to do i know retrograde periods are a time when we are maybe revisiting and redoing things and reorganizing but it is to me also maybe this this time of doing things so we don't have to revisit this again like let's put some shit to bed let's 
you know, <laughs> get this there. Obviously, there are things that we have to do over and over again, like laundry and dishes and those, that kind yeah. of stuff. But I mean, that there's something about tourists to me and like effectiveness and wanting to get things done no matter how long it takes because it's worth doing right. And I think having this retrograde period for that is that can be in conversation that can be in reorganizations revisiting things but i think there is this idea of like no let's like not we can't move past a thing until we've fixed it until we figured it out so mm -hmm. let's let's work on it i yeah. also feel like this mercury retrograde speaks to me in a anticipation sense and i don't want to talk on it too long because i know we'll have an episode oh, probably yes. coming up about it but um especially with mercury like not getting to gemini where it feels comfortable i think there is this like i find it frustrating to you know it's you're almost home and you have to like turn around and go back and get the thing because like you know it's gonna get stolen if you just left mm -hmm. it there or whatever the like value the value part of it is where it's like oh, i left my computer on that park bench or you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so it's one of those things where um I think it it can be frustrating. Mercury is not the most comfortable in Taurus, but it is like good at slowing down. So maybe there is a a balancing act that we find there in anticipation for Mercury headed for Gemini. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like and that. we'll have Venus and Gemini until basically until what May seventh. So they'll be in mutual reception too. So they'll like there is this still conversation happening with mercury and venus with these taurus gemini of wait what's happening <laughs> like it just feels very like wait do we is this it's, working is it's one of those game shows where it's like you're blindfolded and i'm having to tell you like, totally how to do mm -hmm. something on a micro scale with tweezers yeah. or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah they're doing like amazing race together basically yeah. and they're like they work, but they also like would rather be doing the different role. Like that person that's good at navigating, like you said, is doing the flip. And yeah, and I think it is just also where I feel like Taurus and Gemini can be like, I got it. It can be maybe being like, can you further explain what it is that you're actually expecting for me or what like what you think that how this should play out or go or or any of that sort of stuff. But yeah, so kind of like active first week. The second week looks a little more mellow and maybe it will be settling more into mercury retrograde as well so it won't be mm -hmm. as like you know shocking as that that change into retrograde but there's nothing too i'm just looking ahead i mean there's nothing we have too a sun wild. sextile sun sextile to saturn and a venus sextile to chiron on the same day on the 25th yeah um that i think is nice and kind of speaks again to that same thing like we're we're getting Grounding. a little bit of a different saturn relationship um, and a little bit of a different Chiron relationship too, where we've been having, um, you know, conjunctions previously. And, uh, now we're finally getting Taurus, <laughs> Taurus, Sun and Saturn, uh, in a, in a easier aspect, you know, that, what does that mean? Who knows? It depends. Um, but I mm -hmm. do think that this kind of continues a little bit of this gentleness from the, I don't know the outer planets to me having a little bit more gentleness while we're having retrograde again mm -hmm. I'm not to keep talking about the retrograde but I think that's like the thing that's in the background of all of this 
it's to big, where it's like, yeah, it's a big, but I, it's a big deal. Crossing this feels like, you know, we're crossing some things off of the list. We're getting some things done. We are again, it's maybe not the sexiest, most invigorating kind of energy, but it is like, you know, you're thing got canceled in the morning and so now you get to finally you have time to finish these to-do list kinds of things and that feels good and while that again it's like not not uh oh whatever and then maybe that also can help you know let's reprogram some stories we have about ourselves and our value in in being able to uh have some accomplishments kind of thing with that sex out to chiron i think that there's some healing and some gentleness available to us Mm -hmm. um Totally. On that day, um, we also have a square to Chiron from Mars later in the week, um, which I think is, again, kind of maybe more uh, while it's a tense aspect that to me is also kind of asking us to continue to be gentle with ourselves and continue to like do something, do something out of love and care. Um, could that also be, you know, Mars and Cancer wanting to kind of sidestep something or kind of go at something less directly? Um, but I think that it also could be like, I don't know, again, kind of motivating instead of self self-deprecating, it's nurturing. Mm-hmm. I think that just everything you just say made me quickly Google. I was like, wait, what what decans, deacons rule which weeks again, you know, of which sections of Taurus. And I think it's all really aligning in from the till the 29th. We have it's Venus decan. So like coming from that place of of Venus things and of feeling good. And then, you know, then we'll move into a Mercury deck in, but I think, yeah, I think, um, there's just so much, there's so much life afoot. So I think that this is a good callback in of where we feel safe and where we want our lives to go or what, what things interest us or like, I don't know, we do have the time to do the things that we want to do. And sometimes it takes that slowing of time with this. I think with that, um, with Saturn, like you're saying, we're finally feeling Saturn's influence in a very different way since we're not, we're still learning what Saturn and Pisces aspects and things feel like. And I think that that is, it just feels like it's okay. Like it's okay it, it like, does... to do what you're doing and at, at the pace that you're doing it. But also if you're not feeling okay, then what can we, then what can we be flexible with? It does feel like we're able to kind of move things around a little bit more and we don't have to be so strict with our time not yeah. to say that there isn't still much to be done, but it does feel a little bit more like, hey, there's this amount of time in the day. Fill it how you like fill it. Do get things done. But time isn't linear in the way that it has to be done in this order or or, you know, whatever. And I think it also feels like that in that within that there's also kind of like, you know, the task that you've been putting off because you thought it was going to take forever actually only took five minutes. And then you can take now, actually, you have the whole afternoon to like finish the task and take that walk and enjoy yourself. And how does that then make you set up for the rest of the week going like, oh, well, maybe I can accomplish a bunch and I don't have to be so so taskmaster on myself. It feels like there's like time jumping available within that, too. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the week on the 29th, we have a Mars sextile to Uranus again, that kind of like gentleness, but that like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise or whatever again maybe maybe not maybe this is also in the context of a retrograde you know car troubles whatever you know these things working in concert with each other to 
uh, you know, place obstacles in our way too. But I, there is something to me again about this being like, no, there's some, I don't know, pleasant, pleasant surprises when we're getting things done, or maybe we are prepared for this surprise that then lets us respond in a way that we weren't expecting of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like that, the, like all these like really, cause sextiles are lesser trines, if you will. Right. It's still a, a happy, harmonious, they agree with each other type aspect, but sextiles like feels like a little nudge of support. <laughs> like it's not the full, like trying all systems go like you're amazing, which, you know, depending on what's aspecting or which planet you get it. But like sextile is just that, like those little like moments you notice of like when you just feel like you're on the right path or this feels good. Or um, I even think of like Mars with Uranus sextile it feels like a, like a new approach too, like a new, even like a new outlook of how you want to move through the world. So I think that, you know, again, everything is coupled with we're in Mercury retrograde time, which is great for reflecting and great on taking stock and great on seeing how far we come and where else we want to go. So I think that's always going to be the background music that's sort of playing and very appropriate with Taurus with music with like, great could be, you know, I'm, I have a lot of like little road trips planned during this Taurus season, which I wasn't, I didn't plan them to be Taurus season. They just happened to be in Taurus season. And of course I saw Mercury retrograde and I was like, Oh no, do I do things? And I was like, wait, yeah, Mercury retrograde is great for little road trips and things that are shorter and things that are visiting old friends or going back to old places or trying maybe doing something new in an old space. But um, yeah, there just seems to be a lot of like gentle support the the following week of of on the second week of tourist season i go to my go my weeks go to sunday i don't know if you guys start on sundays or mondays but have the old calendar debate but to me weeks begin on monday and end on sunday but i know calendars like don't think that i don't know how i do it (laughs) i feel like monday i feel like yeah I feel like I energetically end Sunday, begin Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm a hospitality person. I feel like it's it's my weeks don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you were because like I have like a wall calendar I write. And so yeah. I start I physically write and start Monday. And even though like GCAL will always like start Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where, I do. Where is like the physical block of time? I, you know, I beginning. Yeah, I, I, I think mine's just off. <laughs> You're like, it's Thursday, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like on Friday is like the busiest day. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, it's completely mm-hmm. like, you know, like, yeah, I understand the week doesn't start on Friday, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. for me, it's just never going to feel like um, Sunday, Monday, you know, they're the same day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is time? Um, um, and then. Yeah, yes. then the third week we start off on well, if you start your weeks on Mondays, we start we start Monday with Pluto retrograde in Aquarius. So haha, uh-huh, like we shall uh yeah, it had a taste. I mean it will still I mean it moves slow, so it's gonna be retrograde mm-hmm. for a hot minute, but we're moving back. We had a taste and now um, you know, outer planet transits aren't or retrogrades aren't at like like a mercury retrograde or not, they're not like a any personal planet retrogrades but i think it's still information to have as once we've had a lot of pluto aqua movement and now it's what will it i 
I can't even really imagine going back to Capricorn now, which is kind of weird to say, but like, it just feels like this. No, like we are in a new era, bringing the new era. The idea of dipping back seems wrong, <laughs> like in, in some sense, but I know it has to happen and will happen and we'll reflect mm-hmm. on it. And we'll have the sun conjunct Mercury that day as well. So back to a lot of Mercury action since Mercury is retrograde and moving very slowly. It's also happening at zero degrees. I mean, I don't know if that's so necessary to note because it is a Pluto transit. And like you said, it's a, it's one of those outer planet things. But, um, you know, who knows if you had a major influence from the Pluto ingress, a possible revisit of that because it's still right there at zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I was just yeah. thinking about it moving moving back and the yeah just like not getting ahead of ourselves I don't know or like recognizing that it's like not I don't know maybe that feels to me like maybe the thing that I just keep coming to is like the AI stuff and I feel like that's like mm-hmm. a really good conversation that's been picking up speed and and people are uh scared of and they have been before Pluto entered Aquarius it's it's definitely been something that's been, you know, forecasted and projected out. But um, I don't know, something something in that realm to me, maybe we're going to get some news of of something not working quite as well as we think it is or or other other um, impediments to that maybe moving quickly or or maybe not but i don't know there's something there's something to me about that being like the you know we're getting getting the preview but it's not too late to be not taking other steps and i think that that sun mercury conjunction happening that same day too is like yeah but it's still gonna take day in day out kinds Mm -hmm. of work steps either to like like there isn't it doesn't mean abandon hope and action or it also means like yeah let's keep we're keeping on the trail where we're watching these things i don't know Mm -hmm. some new thing i kept seeing coming up in various states is about which I didn't know that this would be on the table is about not what's how do you like people under 18 legally cannot have social yeah, media. Yeah, social media. Mm-hmm. I was like, there being huh, restrictions. I didn't think about that ever being a thing ever. Cause like, as a definitely under 18 person who used the internet for all my life, like I couldn't imagine being told you can't have MySpace back in the day or you can't have this, especially since. So many kids actually can are making their money through it too. Like, I don't know, like that's going to be a real um, interesting discussion of well, what's banned and what's not, which I know that really random about it. I know that there is a country and I don't remember which one now where, and it might not have gone through, but I think it was on the ballot. It was, there was a smoking ban and it was like, not only can you not, buy like cigarettes or vapes or whatever but like if you're born after a certain year in the 2000s like you'll never be able to like where it's just like they're completely doing away with it like Like, no more by by not letting them start kind of thing where it's like and obviously it's not like kids that are already like 17 or so it's like yeah they're starting it at a very young age so it's like they'll never have access to it Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember if it was, I, I want to say it was like Australia or New Zealand and I possibly like, I don't know if it went through or not, but it was like a 
some option that they were probably New Zealand on. has this world's first to pack a lot of banned smoking for next generation. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those things are really interesting and in talking about putting age restrictions on things and how do we phase things out and um, mm-hmm. things that we know are bad. And I think especially like with the gun control conversation, you know, I think we figured out that like despite my wishes, you know, saying that we're just going to take away all the guns is not it's not going to go through. It's not going to go through Congress. It's not going to go through with the NRE and like whatever they do pack their their things with mm-hmm. other with other measures or however they do it. So it's like, what are the steps that we can take such as, you know, mm-hmm. putting a limit on how old and whatever and like phasing it out to where, you know, maybe we have the consequences of our own generation, but aren't affecting the ones to come. We aren't continuing like- to perpetuate this mm-hmm. as a necessary part and, of culture going obviously it's not, not a, the same yeah. thing i'm not trying to like yeah. say yeah no but i mean that but, makes that makes sense of going like no we're not we're not just going to say oh this isn't healthy so we're gonna have you know you use your own discretion we're also saying like we would like to see this not be part of life at some point we know you can't mm-hmm. imagine it and we're not saying we can't undo the structure of society as it exists currently but we can go like these people that have never known this won't don't need to also learn that this is a thing you could do let's stop let's let's try to stop it mm-hmm. yeah and we're seeing a huge even with like gun control and reform like they're not even saying like we're gonna take your guns away they're like please just check someone's background and now oh it's like, i know yeah maybe, like actually maybe no ak-47 yeah. yeah but you can actually carry a gun with no id and no nothing and it's like I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, cool. Like extreme flex, (laughs) extreme flex for this. But yeah, I think that that idea of the future affecting is really interesting, especially again, we're in the early phases of Pluto and Aquarius. Lots of shit's about to unfold. Mm -hmm. Lots of conversations are happening. And we are in a societal collapse. Anyways, we also uh, have- I was going to say that also just reminds me of the like the move back. I think it is important for us to remember that Pluto is going to retrograde back. We've talked about this in our Pluto Aquarius Mm -hmm. and to not take those things as signs that we aren't making forward motion just because it isn't happening overnight. Pluto is huge monumental shifts. um, and, And sometimes we don't even know what those are. And to remember that, you know- Sometimes even L's in the category are also signs that, um, you know, we are grasping on to a, something that is on its way out. And people are trying, trying desperately to hold on to something that so many people clearly want fixed. And mm-hmm. so while that might not make us feel safer or better in the short term, while there's, you know, moves that are like, yeah, concealed, <laughs> concealed no, whatever, like free for all, that that is also a desperate move by people who can see that uh this is also like that desperate moves are required totally um i was gonna say this is a there's a couple asteroid movements also the next couple days which you know take it or leave it but does just some uh fun updates but we'll have juno moving to gemini also on may 1st um and then the next day palace moving to leo so we'll have the movement of the asteroids juno is a typically our asteroid of marriage and of deep relationship um, so maybe if you're dating, this might be a really great time to connect with someone. I'm thinking maybe it's also because I'm watching Love is Blind, like what a trade rack of, you know, verbal connection is quite important. It's not the only thing, but if you've maybe been valuing more of the Korean status, comfort, whatever things, maybe having that 
um, your brain more, a little more stimulated, especially as we have Venus and Gemini. It's very, feels very supportive to have Juno link up where we also have Venus for the last few days before it moves into cancer. And then Pallas also being this asteroid of intelligence and like very like fem, like there's a lot of fem asteroids afoot moving. So it feels like a great time to step into power and say the things that you're looking for as well, or maybe seeing them where that is in your chart could be a little nice refresh mm-hmm. if you're, if you want to dig into some asteroid stuff. Well, I think with the asteroids, the important thing to remember is as they're ingressing, they are um, making aspects to Pluto. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, Pallas and Leo, uh, Pluto retrograding right at that zero degree Aquarius. I mean, it'll probably, I don't know if it'll get to Capricorn by then, but there'll be an opposition by degree. And with Gemini, uh, Juno Gemini, it'll be trining. Fine. So, um, you know, just something to keep in mind that maybe maybe the Juno energy feels a little bit easier. Maybe the palace one feels a little bit more two sides of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have just official date, which I'm sure we'll talk about come Gemini season, but Pluto will move back into Capricorn June 11th. So mm-hmm. this is our last little ride um, with Aquarius for some time until next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also my birthday, which is a very important national holiday that that's the best day. Send As, me some I mean, money. <laughs> I'll take it. Hell yeah. Um, on the fourth, we have Venus active um, with a square to Neptune and a sextile to Jupiter. Neptune stuff has been afoot for a minute. And I think this is maybe going to be reminiscent of some of the um, Mars in Gemini period for us in terms of like bring maybe bringing up some uncertainty or reminding us or just check in there about whatever came up for you kind of during this retrograde. It's happening at that 26 degrees, which is where Mars was at for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think also then we're moving. It's, it's, it's not there for long. Venus will leave, (laughs) leave that 26 degree and move 27 where it'll sextile Jupiter. And I think kind of um, cutting through some of that, um fog too but i think that in the context of everything else going on kind of like not being too being adaptable with that venus and gemini of kind of like feeling one way and how how much we can kind of maybe change by the day's end um mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i think when we have like such support from jupiter that wants to live moss and go big and do it up with Venus and Gemini that also wants to be social and engage. I think Neptune squares are a good, like they might, this might not be the full information. Like this might not Mm -hmm. be the full scoop. Oh, your guys are all going to move in together. That was a really good drunk plan, but like when's Mm -hmm. the lease up? Like, so I think that there's like a, like, don't stop dreaming. I'm a big dreamer. I'm like, you know, you could arrest me for the amount of times I'm like, let's buy property. Like we should do this together. And then hopefully then I have that follow conversation the next day where I'm like, I would actually logistically like this to happen. But, but if it's something you're really banking on, then it, it feels mm-hmm. due to have the, like, is this just Mercury retrograde drunk talk, you know, and like mm-hmm. excited Jupiter fuel talk, or is, is something really not the full, the full picture because yeah, Neptune is, is the you know take a shot drink the fog is the 
not full truth. And it doesn't mean that they're trying to lie. It's just, you know, we can talk on the excitement and fuel of Jupiter and, and Aries and Gemini and Venus. So, um, might just be worth seeing if anything feels really blown up, like what it actually looks like in the light of day, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. even after Mercury goes direct after the 14th. Mm-hmm. Especially considering we were like right before the fucking eclipse, like the, yeah. the, the next, the literal next day, full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I mean, we're last, last haul of our Scorpio Taurus eclipse season. You know, we have the taste of Aries and that, you know, which is our first beginning of this new eclipse cycle. And then we're going to be wrapping out. When now hang on don't mind me I'm pulling up Susan Miller's eclipse timetable which if you guys don't use that as a reference it's really if I'm so glad that she just made it so easy to look at but I'm I need some dates now I'm like when did all this shit start but yeah we'll have the full moon eclipse in Scorpio so mm-hmm. who knows we shall see sounds I think that could be a really fun night actually like it feels very Friday Venus day Scorpio like I don't know. I don't think in eclipses you have to go hide. I think it can be like a really time of just of almost like letting it all hang out in a very primal sort of way, <laughs> like in a very like re- regressed in a in a like consensual regression. I think I'm going to skip going out the house that day. <laughs> I've had a traumatic experience with these last Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. And um, I think I'll let it see itself out. <laughs> no, it's my birthday party. Oh, no. I'll That's why to, I'm saying I'll, I'll have, have to, all I'll have to send you a <laughs> hours yeah, I'll, I'll, or something. If I call you from jail, please like fill me up. <laughs> yeah, What? Yes. let's see. We had it. Just a cl- quick eclipse reflection. So the first lunar eclipse we had in Taurus was November 19th, 2021. I can't even tell you what the fuck was. I got life. engaged. I can tell you oh, all right. of them. That I know was them your, all yes. by heart. You don't have to look up a... I can tell mm-hmm. you every single All right, what's the next one? Give me the um, next one. I know there's one on, uh, I want to say May. Uh, I, there might be one in between. There's two. I want to so say April this- 30th. Yep, you're and, uh, okay. and, exactly right. And, and then May, May like, 24th. Yeah. We had a May. So we had April 30th, solar eclipse, and then May 15th, the oh, lunar 15th. eclipse. So that was the last. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that was the last full moon Scorpio lunar eclipse. Then we had the solar eclipse October 25th. Um, and then the lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 8th, 2022. So yeah, 2022 was just all Taurus, Scorp, Taurus, Scorp, Scorp, mm-hmm. Scorp. And then we'll be wrapping it up. Um, but not until again, and our last one, I believe, is October 28th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year for mm-hmm. the Scorpio lunar, Taurus. lunar. Yeah. I was like lunar. I was like Scorp- meant to say Taurus Scorpio. Um, yeah. So, you know, moons and Scorp, maybe think back on these dates and and what what was popping, what wasn't popping, what's starting up, what's finishing out. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've still got more. I know we've got more tourist season reviews, so mm-hmm. but definitely wait, check out our more. Patreon. Um, oh yeah, for more Patreon. info on the uh, lunar eclipse in Scorpio, fourteen degrees and fifty eight minutes. Yeah. Yes. So Sunday, May seventh, we get Venus moving into Cancer. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Sounds Maybe. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. 
Also, quick before we go there, only because I'm on an asteroid kick, we will have series oh. on the six moving to Virgo. So we're having a lot of asteroid okay. uh, movement in 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 Taurus season as well. And series is the Earth Mother and the Goddess, and back to Virgo, which feels really taking care of ourselves. And you know, with Virgo, we can see that with you know, truly the body and and routines and health and things like that. So um, maybe if maybe if this tourist time mm-hmm. is extra indulgent, it might be a kick to like, um, you know, uh, start meal prepping or something. Are you <laughs> like, saying that the hangover from your birthday party? Yeah. Maybe We're going to air on the next day. To... Okay. <laughs> maybe inspiring people to button up a little. Yeah. I think that Perhaps. will be the last shebang before everyone's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in my hole for the rest of this Mercury retrograde. Thank you very much. But yeah, yes. May 7th, Venus and May Cancer. May 7th, Venus and Cancer. Which again, I think is going to be, you know, it's not going to be aspecting anything solar um, at that point. But I do think we are like sign by sign in a sextile relationship with, with Taurus. I think that that again, coming coming after the eclipse too, and thinking of that as kind of a um, some sweetness, some tenderness, some, um, you know, Venus mm-hmm. is Venus kind of stuff uh, um as maybe a bomb from whatever is being even if it's just the you know electricity of of the eclipse i don't think we always feel the eclipse on we don't always know what what happens for us on the eclipse on that day but definitely you know in that time leading up we are feeling the kind of intense energy and i think that having venus move into cancer there right after might be sweet and then maybe even like you said just permission to kind of stay in and and mm-hmm. um do a little homey homemaking yeah it also makes you think of like girl power and you know maybe connecting mm-hmm. with friends or like family or um you know maybe if it's been a lot of work or things that we have to do if it feels like venus and cancer is like a real ushering of like making that space and time for the people that are important to you, or maybe even ex- having the space to express that a little bigger. If it was, a maybe if it was very jokey during Venus and Gemini time, the Venus and cancer, I think it's a little more serious with its things it's declaring. So that could be, um, again, Mercury retrograde. So yeah. my mindfulness well, but- continuing. <laughs> Go ahead. It's the final sign before we hit our Venus retrograde mm-hmm. sign of Leo. Mm-hmm. So- totally. Um, you know, savor this moment before I, I before we get all of the DMs of I'm sick of Venus Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. This is and ooh, isn't cancer isn't cancer the sign taken stock of how everything's been going in the relationship mm-hmm. so far of like, is that working? Is this not? So not to say that Venus retrograde will be breakup season, but you know what? You're gonna see a million articles that are gonna say that, and it's not necessarily untrue. So I think of what is feeling like home and what feels safe will definitely hopefully be loud and what doesn't might have you reflecting and reevaluating when we do get into that Venus retrograde time when we switch signs um summer well and we're also seeing you know increased... oh my God, the next transit is very <laughs> bad too <laughs> well it's like increased anti-trans legislation up for up for votes and um continuing our um you know abortion access and all of that too and so i hope 
I would hope that this might be some positive movement in some of those things. I know some of the things have been overturned, but there also have been, you know, I think Idaho out made it a felony for abortion at any mm-hmm. point. Also a felony for aiding travel, in someone getting yeah. or yeah, whether you are living in Idaho or not. So I think we could also see an increase in in some of those things going through in kind of a response to I think the asteroid movement to me speaks to to, um, you know, not necessarily positive outcomes, but certainly outcry and community, um, you know, outreach, uplifting, all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing, as we've seen, as we are continuing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, things, it doesn't have to be doomy, but things are probably get worse. I mean, we are on the, we've been on a pretty steady, slow decline for some time now. And I think the only thing that comforts me is that there's more of us than them. And, you know, it it might take huge huge action and i think that this yeah like there's something there about expressing what you're feeling to again to who feels like family and who you feel safe and protected around and not having to to compromise that um even though it can be that's hard to put yourself first and to put yourself in space you know making sure that you're god i saw this term recently it was called like uh, I'll have to find it. It was like called scab something. It's like when you keep returning to people or places that hurt you, it's like picking the scab or something. And I think that hopefully that Venus cancer time with some Taurus Mercury retrograde reflection might be like, you don't have to actually go to the places mm-hmm. that continue to like well, keep picking your scabs off and making them bleed again. Like you can, he- you can go away and heal. We hope. I don't know if this is just repeating exactly what you guys <laughs> just said, but like, we're moving towards that Venus and Leo Venus retrograde. So it's like when those legislative things are taking place, like that Leo season is going to be the time where we appeal Mm -hmm. and fight back and like those kind of things. So if we are seeing things come up, like just remember it's not the end of the world. Like we're going to keep fighting and, and Mm -hmm. it's not just like, I know it feels like, you know, Venus in in its little shell and like, like you're saying tuck away and hide. And it's like, that's not, don't ever go out for the fight again. It's let your, let your wound heal until you're whole Mm -hmm. and then come out whole and give it all you've got. Mm -hmm. I think that was something different. It was, it was an add on. It was an add on to the point. Like like, that's all new, all new info to me. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it is inspired by the seeds. So it felt like it was maybe repeating. I don't know. No, it was, it was, I think that's a good reminder. It's not, and my something my therapist said in in the uprising with George Floyd and and my I wanted a therapist with an activist background and that's who I picked and she's awesome and she's a Libra, um and I just found out my couples therapist is Gemini so I am very air supported <laughs> at this time, but I was talking to her about like protesting this she's like do you protest a lot I'm like I'm like well like here and there but like right now it's a lot because we have to do a lot. And she's like, that is burnout. Like you will be burned out and people have to be mindful of kind of what we got back to with the scabs and taking time. And um, it'd be great if we could, you know, push our bodies to the limit around the clock, but we, that's not going to be a sustainable way to fight what we're fighting. So I think it made sense. And that was what we had to do at that time in, in summer 2020. And that's not probably, I wouldn't be surprised if things like of that, happen again and how we turn out but yeah shit takes again revolutions don't happen overnight they take many series of events and series of movements so i've been seeing a lot of tiktoks recently too that are reminding us that like um 
you know, and it's funny because it's a Pluto cycle too, but like that 20, 20 years of things and that we are both in like the beginning of a 20 year period, but also like in the middle of a 20 year mm-hmm. uh, period too, uh, just like anything too, where it's like, there are things that if we're, this is in many ways a peak uh, or like the, I don't know. Yeah. yeah we're still mm-hmm. in a time. We're still in a, in a time. I mean, we still get like styrofoam for takeout and stuff. Like we have some, we have so there's much, much, <laughs> so, like, much still to go. Ton to change. Speaking of change. Well, on May mm-hmm. 9th, love the sun in Taurus conjunct Uranus and Taurus. Hello. Remember me Uranus and Taurus. Um, So if change has been on the brain, Uranus is a great, catalyst for that and especially because we're you know mercury retrograded will be days away from ending so it might be feeling like the game plan of returning back to maybe some new intentions or things that you want to see shifting um it it feels like like you know like that problem solving sort of um sort of time when we have Mm -hmm. the you know the sun and who we are in in harmony or maybe it's not harmony, but in direct conversation with um, our planet that wants us to take take on something new or to change things that aren't working if they haven't been. So I, I think really, if there are signs to change that that might be really loud on that day. I think this might be a day too where we recognize where we have changed and we have mm-hmm. implemented mm-hmm. that. Looking at, I know we're not talking a ton besides the eclipses and new foals, um, but I really like the moon there's a moon in Capricorn trying Mercury and Taurus. There's a moon sextile to Saturn. And then at the end of the day, we have this moon square to Chiron. And I think that having that like Mercury retrograde support from the moon kind of encouraging us to do things differently or see things differently and recognize where we may have broken some patterns or where that's not, those patterns don't fit us anymore. That I don't know, moon, moon's square to Chiron to me again is kind of like a I don't know a pattern breaking or a, mm-hmm. a wound not necessarily because it's like good but being able being in a situation where and and, and feeling differently about it whether that's like the way that you handle it or just a different perspective that day but um, I just think there's a lot of supportive energy around that sun sun Uranus conjunction for mm-hmm. I don't know yeah recognizing totally. some growth maybe especially because we've had uranus and taurus for a bit and while it might not be aspect now it's you know aspecting different places and different people's charts maybe it's left and you've had your uranus time but i think like um you know we're more familiar with with that energy and kind of in the context of mercury retrograde too and those supportive aspects from the moon yeah mm-hmm. totally yeah there's there's a lot to, I mean, it feels like, I mean, this is like early pod for us. Like Uranus moved into Taurus in 2018. And I feel like so many things have changed and a lot, and a lot have for the, for the better, like, you know, like we do have to count the wins as well and count where we've growth and where growth, where we've growth, <laughs> you know, like where yeah. we've, where we've done the work and where we're continuing to do the work too. So I think it's just an invite to keep evolving i feel like there's something one of you said earlier and it since uranus has been like fucking with my life for some time now even like it's also a mixture of um with your sweet sister-in-law stacy with human design i keep thinking of projector stuff too waiting for the invitation of like okay what things can i like 
I can plan this four days out, like versus four months out. Like where can I leave space for invitation or where can I change even like how I want to be approached? And I think Taurus can force its way through anything. And I think the Uranus has been a, for me personally with reflector, reflector, reflecting on projector stuff, it has been a real invite of like not forcing. And I think that that with Uranus too is very like, where do we not force as much, especially since we've been talking a lot about Saturn and Pisces, which is also a loosening of the grip and just seeing where things sort of cosmically connect or come together a little more organically versus by force. Mm-hmm. Which then we'll have a sextile with Mercury and, and Pisces. Uh, not the last one we'll have in this season, but um, I don't know if you guys have anything before May 12th, but that's the next bit. Mm-hmm bigger aspect that we'll have. And on that same day, we'll have a trine with cancer and Saturn, which that just feels like that just feels nice. That just feels like it's a, I don't know, like I keep coming back to support. And I think Tauruses are really good at supporting and being there and showing up and like, you know, doing what they, they say. And if they're not going to do what they say, they will let you know and like send a card and like, you know, make sure everything is right. And I think that this feels like it's all there for getting back on the I use air quotes, right track of wherever it is you're trying to head. Cause it feels like, I feel like with Saturn there, there does, I know maybe it's the opposite of everything I just said. There does want to be some progress or like ground covered or like steps taken and made whatever that is in your life. And maybe it's Mercury related things or Venus related things or both since both are being activated by Saturn and Pisces that day. Mm-hmm. I think also like, we just talked about this too, but thinking of those as like sensitivity aspects too, of it being like, I don't know, rece- receptive, but also noticing um, the word, the phrase that keeps coming to my mind is like the patterns of like this, if, when this, if this hurts your feelings, this builds on something else. So let's like be aware of how these things work together and how these inform our values, how these inform how we communicate to ourselves and others. And, and these sorts of things I think of being like, when I'm, when I'm kind to myself mm-hmm. in this way, then I, I see this reflected out in this in this thing and look how that builds or amplifies in both positive ways or also if you have not been kind to yourself or others in your communication or if you are you know trying to stave off any kind of like sensitivity or feeling in that way because it's so you know watery and and all of that I think that like allowing for that um allowing for that side of yourself to be accessed and, and cared for and um, like upheld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may, that just made me think of a new approach I've been having, which is very uh, opposite my Taurus ass normally, which is usually when someone tells me something, uh, let's say someone's like, I love lemons and I don't love lemons. I do love lemons, but for this, I don't. Um, and I'd be like, Oh, like you don't like lemons. But now <laughs> I've been trying to do like the like, so what about lemons do you like? Like to try to find, like, I don't know. I use, I can take things, Cancer Mars too, so personally. And I've been having that with friends where they share things where I'm like, this is like red flaggy or this is something that like, I don't understand. But rather than be like, this is, well, this is how I view it. And I don't understand it being like, so what about this are you into? Because like, I need to like, I want to get to know more about what it is that is, um, th- what about this is working for you? Um, and I can share why this doesn't work for me, but that's not really what it's about. If that makes sense in terms mm-hmm. of get, like, again, 
building ground or, or covering new territory if if maybe the old approaches of communication. There's, I mean, there's a lot happening with yeah, Mercury still retrograde, even though it's having the sextile to Saturn. So there is still that maybe doing a new approach or working a little backwards in your communication, doing a little algebra to um, find mm -hmm. out or share information or in a more softer Saturn Pisces sort of way. It also makes me think of maybe where there have been like holes in communication, getting a little bit filled in or recognizing like, oh, this is a missing, this is something that I've been missing from my approach to this, or this is something mm -hmm. that I've been wanting to hear from someone. And, and now I know how to ask for this thing. Or now, Ooh, now yeah. I see how this has been perpetuated and what, what holes it is created. And so now I know what I could do differently going forward or what to watch for, ask for, et cetera. Yeah. Ooh. Fill in those holes, baby. Maybe. Fill it with a lot of water is what I'm seeing because there's a lot of water active. There's a lot mm -hmm. of we're well, getting a lot of good watery emotional encouragement during this very earthy time. It also makes me think of that, you know, sun Uranus conjunction meet being um feeling however whatever however change makes you feel. You this could be immense gratitude and it also could be like immense grief or something too of noticing something. I don't know. Just note noticing noticing those things and not necessarily putting a stop to them and having that easy not again, not necessarily enjoyable, but having some flow with those and how that might help us to access some parts that we don't typically. And we have yeah. that try. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you said it already. Should we move forward? Yes. Yes. Well, and literally as right. well. Mercury direct. Woo. Yeah, that wasn't that was so quick. Now you can tell everyone to fuck off again. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's still on the you know, we'll still be in the shadow, but that's May 14th. 14th, um, yes. Yeah. No, I was um, just gonna say go ahead. <laughs> just gonna say we'll station direct at five degrees and 50 minutes of Taurus. Yeah. Yes. And then following that, we have I would say one of the ones you're gonna see, unless anyone has anything before the mm -hmm. 16th. One of the well, ones we'll have, a, we'll have Mars trying Neptune the day before. So a little more again, we're getting lots. If it's water, it's trying to Neptune at some point. And as we move out of Mars and cancer, eventually, um, I think that that's just, again, a nice going back to we're we're constantly going back to feeling, aren't we folks? That's been the Taurus theme, um, even though Taurus, not, not a feeler. It's very, it's Venusy and and very valued based, but I think also allowing feeling to be and not having to force it. But yeah, but then the big fucking, the big mm -hmm. shebang, and we'll have an episode on this too with Jupiter. Yeah, I think one of the um, things you're going to see most astrologers talk about for Taurus season is going to be Zo Jupiter entering Taurus. Um, I think some episodes that might be fun to revisit for this transit would be our jupiter return episode or i think we did a like jupiter and saturn episode that might be might be fun to check mm -hmm. back in with um obviously our recent did we do a jupiter and aries one might be a good we, one i think we did we did yeah that might a while be a good ago because we had that retrograde and then came mm -hmm. back but yeah jupiter's been in aries for a minute i you know no notes been all right i've been i've been enjoying a lot having consistent fire in the sky because we didn't have it for a long time. But now Jupiter and Taurus sounds just well, thinking, lovely. 
I think thinking too of this Mercury retrograde also as like a preparation for Jupiter in Taurus, mm-hmm. um, like the, I know they are not necessarily related, but thinking of like cleaning up the thing before a grand, uh, you know, coming out party kind of thing of being like, let's get, let's get, let's get our Taurus things in order because now this is going to be highlighted in a way that it wasn't before. And I think that that's kind of a nice, like, Mercury goes direct and Jupiter moves into Taurus at the same time of us, um, you know. Yeah. I like it. It's that thing of, like, sit in this energy for a little while before we, like, see this energy happening for a little while. Mm -hmm. And and intellectual, an intellectual component of, like you're saying, getting ready for a party or something where it's, um, what is it? what does it look like in this chair you know sit in this chair and what does it feel like being at this party versus Mm -hmm. sitting in the other chair you know and how are we Mm -hmm. ready to how are we ready to grow and have things kind of amplified in this space of our chart um as well and i think again that kind of mercury retrograde beforehand is like what's yeah what are we what are we cleaning out to make room for something new or maybe we are going oh this needs some attention you know, where where either way, both both um, you know, expansive and also like here's where we're gonna maybe need some some luck, some help, um, some mm-hmm. forced amplification of us to kind of deal with whatever is in this sector. Yeah. Hopefully it's some good money stuff. Uh we're all I think praying <laughs> praying for that as a as a societal collective, but this is also from astrology.com. I think this is a very Classic reminder for Taurus, but especially Jupiter and Taurus is about the journey and not the destination. So I think too of just really um, taking it in and like, you know, Aries does want to move through quickly and Taurus wants to maybe slow it down. So we are really having a shift in gears in terms of Jupiter energy. Um, And, you know, the, the week, the last week of Taurus season ends quite like it starts strong and it ends strong. Uh, I'm skipping a little ahead because we'll have the new moon at the end, but you know, before that, well, like Lisa mentioned, when we have early degrees of Taurus stuff, we're going to have early degree squares to Pluto. So the next day we'll, we'll have a square off of Pluto, um, which I don't know, like, well, like I think Jupiter of wanting it big and Pluto being like reality check can feel very that when we have a square, but also maybe it's even just your attitude change or some, or seeing something differently that might be like, why, why is, why are you doing it like this? So um, I think with squares, it can, you know, we naturally have that tension. So I think it might just have people, you know, people might have to act a fool that day. You know, you just never know <laughs> what I, I when think, you have Pluto squaring off. I think it's okay to skipping ahead here because those planets move so slow. They're going to be within influence all mm-hmm. the way through that new moon and all the way to mm-hmm. when yeah. Mars enters Leo and, and it forms quite this the fixed square cross and Mm -hmm. we have the nodes at three degrees while everything all the other planets i mentioned are are at zero so i think that day on the 20th you know sure there might be a big thing that day but that stuff is within influence for the new moon on on the 19th at 28 degrees of taurus i don't think it's making any direct aspects no it won't be to those Mm -mm. to those four um but i also love that we're having the new moon in taurus at the end of the month i know it makes sense because we've had those those two aries 
you know, we had the eclipse at 29 Aries at the beginning of Taurus season or right before Taurus season begins. Um, but it is breaking in the pattern, I think, of we've seen so much of having that new moon at the beginning. And I really like that we have this new moon in Taurus at the end, post-retrograde, post-Jupiter yeah. moving into Taurus, that this really is like a definitive um, to me, like we're being intentional about this Taurus stuff and we're going to be getting a kind of boost from that. And I think even that square to Pluto energetically in the new moon chart and also, like you said, Lisa, like that influence that we're going to be feeling for a bit um, because they are slow moving planets are that like not back to basics, but that like. I don't know, like it does the process matters. It matters how we get there. And we can't kind of sacrifice any of those things on the way in order for like true transformation to occur. And some growth won't be possible because of like the future that we are building towards, but also this other kind of growth will be there as well, too. And I think that like this is definitely environmental considerations too, I think, as being something that is um like we cannot we cannot let tech grow so much that we forget about the earth our home and all of that stuff too and i think that those like those energies are um i don't know at play i like that i think mm -hmm. that's interesting and and um those like forces yeah i don't know they're those are those are great great forces at work mm -hmm. yeah it feels like having it at the end of the month not having this in mercury retrograde like you said having it supported by Jupiter and Taurus it feels like y'all get a really good Taurus new moon at the end of this month so I know it was like maybe slow moving or not what we'd ex exactly imagine or maybe things got revealed that we weren't especially with the eclipses in the mix from earlier in the month that were early in the last two months that were a little uh again like we can't really part of astrology is that we don't get to know it all which I think is a cool part that astrology factors in is like eh, we don't fucking know part well it's, but there's now, something that's like hindsight is 2020 and this feels like you get some benefit of hindsight of like what you've learned about Taurus stuff through this mm -hmm. retrograde and now you get to set like what how is that beneficial for setting intentions I don't know yeah and I think the fixed earthy Taurus focal part with Jupiter enhancing is also you don't need to just do whatever's been comfortable or what anyone else is doing. Like, yeah, I know you're the second sign Taurus after this first, like, ooh, Aries out of the box. Like, I'm doing me, but Taurus can still do you too. And I think that there's this real powerful end crescendo before we headed to Gemini season, especially since we'll have on the 20th Mars moving to Leo. So we'll have that last degrees of Cancer mars for that new moon which will still be big yeah the chart for the new moon i'm excited to talk about it once we get to that date which again we'll have all the new moons and full moons and eclipses episodes only on patreon patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast for bonus episodes discord um and to support us if you've been listening this far like jesus christ you better get on, get on patreon because that means um uh, you like us a little bit but yeah then we'll have mars move in mars to leo, leo. And then the sun, sun leaves almost at the stroke of midnight on the 21st. We'll leave Taurus. And that's our and season. that's it. That's, that's her. So. Yeah. Yes. Full on. I think it will be. I'm into it. I like, I feel like I've been saying this a lot recently. I'm like, I'm into it. This seems nice. We'll, we'll, we'll see. There's. Still so much new, as we referenced with Saturn Pisces, it's still a new flavor for us. Pluto Aquarius is still a new flavor. So we're getting 
a total new era of aspects than we've had the last few years. So we're learning, mm-hmm. we're learning as we're going and seeing what we like and trying it on for ourselves. And, um, you know, seeing, I think Taurus, what Taurus is really good at is letting people know when they're uncomfortable or when things aren't feeling right. So, or if it's like not the best thing and not best doesn't have to be in that perfectionist, like unattainable way, but like, can we upgrade this? Can we have, I mean, God, this was me booking hotels uh, today with Pablo. Where I'm like, this one faces this view, like, and it was the same cheap motel vibe, but like, there's a, this, like, like, can we enhance something that we're doing? And I think Taurus can really um, do a good job at doing that sort of stuff. If I'm not blowing my own Taurus horn, which I am because that's what Tauruses do, baby. Mm-hmm. So, and then no eclipses for the fall until the fall. So then we're just moving through space and time, but that's it. Let's do it. I'm in. Happy Taurus season, specifically to Lisa Chanu. That's right. To myself and to all all the Taurus lovers out there. You know, it's a good time. So enjoy yourself. If there's ever a moment to sit back and savor, Taurus season's got to be it. Mm -hmm. Take it all in. Now, you know, like, I I feel like it's, it's good, like, you don't need a hard out, you know, we can just maybe set some times for a little openness and a little time to just be. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and hey. we'll see you next week. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.